So I saw a comment posted on some social media site about one of the webinars we did. And the gentleman uh, just posted posted a comment. I guess he posted and ran, I guess. I, I, I don't know. But apparently he was watching the broadcast and he said something to the effect of this. The host lost all credibility when he indicated he does bifurcated appraisals. I'm out. I don't think it said I'm out, but he said he turned off the program when the host had indicated he does bifurcated appraisals. So I just wanted to take a minute to make sure that everyone out there in appraiser land appraisers, users of appraisal services really understands what a bifurcated appraisal is. What is bifurcation, if you will? Stay with me. We're going to talk about bifurcation and hybrid. Are they the same or are they different? Hang out with me for a minute and let's find out. Hello, this is Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast brought to you by Appraiser E-Learning. So welcome, welcome to the show. I uh, just wanted to have a a quick little conversation. Um, We had a uh, webinar and I'd like to remind everyone that the webinars we do are free of charge. It's our way to give back to the appraisal community. Uh, These podcasts are free of charge, uh, another way to give back to the appraisal community. We hope that at least occasionally, maybe there's some information in these that you can use. The webinars, we have industry specialists on, we have uh, boots on the ground appraisers, we have AMCs, we have lenders, we have foundation members, we had appraisal subcommittee members, we have all kinds of folks. In fact, if you've got something to say, you want to get it off your chest, give us a call, shoot us an email at Appraisory Learning, and we will get you on the program and give you a platform. We're happy to do that. So the gentleman that made that comment, I don't know who he is, but I'm, I'm reaching out to you right now. If you would like to get something off your chest, if you would like to have a conversation without just making a statement and, and taking off, uh, come on back, circle or, uh, circle on around, and um, and we can have a conversation. Let's just keep it civil and professional, and we can agree to disagree. But I, I want to, I want to take a moment to really dissect this a minute because this this gentleman took offense when I said bifurcation or or I do some bifurcated appraising. He got so mad he wouldn't even listen to the rest of the program. He wouldn't wouldn't ask me, "Can you explain that?" And I would argue there's probably a really good chance he's done a bifurcated appraisal in his day. So let's think about that for a minute. Let's just, let's just have a conversation, if you will. What does bifurcated mean? I mean, what the heck is it? I would make an argument if any of you listening have a trainee and that trainee is doing part of the appraisal process for you or helping you in any way, surprise, You're doing a bifurcated appraisal. I didn't say a hybrid. So let's think about that for a minute. A hybrid is a bifurcated appraisal. Is a bifurcated appraisal always a hybrid? No. 
It's not. It can be, but it's not always a hybrid. So let's talk about what these terms actually mean. Bifurcate, if you Google it right quick, uh, you will see that it says divided into two branches or forks, depending on what, what search engine you use, I suppose. But the synonymous terms are split, divide, subdivide, separate, part. These are all words that mean the same thing as bifurcate, all right? So bifurcation is just a splitting of task. So if you have a trainee and you're sending a trainee out to do the inspection, and you're sitting back at your office and then you guys get together and you talk about what they they saw and and you develop the analysis and write the report and send it in guess what you just did a bifurcated appraisal commercial folks have done this for years you know if you were going to appraise a big big project you may have an army of appraisers help you you may have two or three or four or ten appraisers assist you with that project if you're in an office and you don't even have a trainee and you have an assistant, an office manager, a scheduler, I would argue you're doing a bifurcated process. If you're married or have a significant other and they help you at any point in time, you have a bifurcated process. So let's think through this. I think what this gentleman probably got mad about is he automatically assumed that when I said bifurcated, that I meant hybrid. So let's, let's explore what the term hybrid means. Um, when I did a, a quick Google search, I got the offspring of two plants or animals of different species. And you know what I'm talking about when we take a, a poodle in a lab and we get the labadoodle or whatever it's called, right? It's a cross or a cross breed. And, and so what a hybrid is, is a thing made up by combining two different elements, a mixture, if you will, a blend, a mingling, a combination. So by default, it would be a bifurcation, wouldn't it? Separating the parts. But a hybrid means you're taking two completely different characters, if you will, and putting them together, right, of mixed character composed of mixed parts and so in the appraisal world when we talk about hybrid although it's a bifurcated the the real reason appraisers push back on that and, and get you know sick at their stomach is wait a minute you're going to send somebody out there that's a non-appraiser or a non-trainee or even someone that's not been trained from a member of the appraisal community if you will you know, we as appraisers feel pretty good about sending our trainees out. I mean, my last podcast, I had a trainee that's been a trainee seven or eight years. I mean, obviously, he could do a job just as well as a certified appraiser that's been certified for a year or for a minute, right? Brent knows his stuff. He does a good job. He just hasn't taken his test yet. So uh, keep in mind that bifurcation is merely separating the responsibility. So if I have you as a certified appraiser go out and do the inspection and I have another certified appraiser sit back at the office and do the research and the analysis, maybe I have a third party do data entry. I have an admin person or administrator doing the scheduling and, and bidding the jobs. 
it really just makes you more efficient. Here I am giving away all, all my all my secrets, but it makes for a very efficient office, right? Teams outperform individuals. I quote that statement of Jeff Bradford all the time. Teams outperform individuals, and, and I think that's true. Um, I think where we get into to heartburn here is, you know, you're going to send a real estate agent out or you're going to send a, a, a insurance agent out to do the property data collection, and then I'm going to rely on that. Now, wait a minute, i got a problem. And, and I don't know how I feel about that. I have mixed feelings. I'm not doing those. Not to say I won't try one someday, but uh, I do have mixed feelings. I know what would help, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, USPAP, the states, most states, allow the use of you to have a trainee. And nothing prevents you sending the trainee out once they're adequately trained, once you feel they're competent, right? I'm not saying give them a tape measure and a clipboard and send them out tomorrow, Many states have requirements that you got to go with them on the first 50 assignments or the first 500 hours. AQB says you got to go with them till they're competent, right? The real property appraisal criteria. They have to be competent to do that. And of course, you as the certified appraiser relying on that data, <laughs> you want to make dang sure they are competent. Because at some point, you're going to sign that, and then you're going to own it. It's your responsibility. But guys, why can't I do this? Why can't I train somebody? Whatever duration that takes. Maybe it takes four months. Maybe it takes six months. Maybe it takes a year and a half. Maybe it takes seven years. I don't know. But at some point, when you feel like they get it, right, they started out shadowing you. Over time, they've progressed from holding the dumb end of the tape to the smart end of the tape, Right? Till finally you're shadowing that individual and they are they're doing a superb job every time why can't now i send them out and you can fanny freddie they allow it uspep doesn't care right it's the dang lenders pushing back on that so we've got a great idea uh all the uh, movers and shakers out there all the industry folks Shake these lenders up a little bit. Say, hey, guys, it's time to, to you know, I know you got nervous out after the housing crisis. That's what really happened. The housing crisis occurred, and they pushed back and said, we don't want trainees going out anymore. But if you want your appraisals faster and, and the appraisal community to be able to do more work and be efficient, allow me to bring in someone, train them, and then allow me to let them loose to go do that inspection or to do a certain segment again. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. You would be doing a bifurcated appraisal. <laughs> but at least you would have control over who you're sending out and what they're doing, and you would be able to supervise that, that process. Unlike a hybrid, which is a, a blend or a crossbreed or a mixture of different elements. I'm going to send an insurance agent out to do the PDC, to gr gather the characteristics of the property. And I don't know, maybe someday we'll get to that and, and we'll all feel great. I don't know. But I would much rather train someone, have them under my supervision, feel good that they're doing a good job, and send them out than relying on someone that I don't have a clue who they are, right? So anyway, I just wanted to uh, spend a moment with you and talk about bifurcation and hybrid products. 
and uh, let this character know whoever he was that made the comment. And you're certainly entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. And boy, we as appraisers, aren't we pretty dang opinionated? We are. But no, I would invite him to come back. Let's have a discussion. Maybe he can enlighten me and, and make me realize maybe I shouldn't do bifurcated appraisals. I don't, I don't know. But let's have a good, clear understanding before we just make a comment and run. Uh, or at least I'd suggest you do that. It's, it's on you, whatever you decide. But anyway, guys, let's, uh, let's try and all get along. Let's try and learn. I'm in a constant uh, state of learning. You know, there's an old saying, live your life like you're going to die tomorrow. Make the most of every day. And I'm a firm believer in that. You know, I had a close call not long ago. Many of you know that. Live your life to the fullest. Live your life like today may be your last. Have no regrets if possible, right? But there's another saying, and I absolutely love it. And that saying is, learn like you're going to live forever. So we need to all continue to open up our eyes, think outside the box, think outside the checkbox, if you will, and open our minds to learning new things. I'm Brian Reynolds. Guys, be safe in this crazy time that we're at. Take care of your loved ones. Love what you do, but really, really be safe out there, guys. Until next time, this is Brian Reynolds, your host. You've been listening to The Appraisal Update. Hey, if you want to be on the show, give us a call. I'd love to have you on. The Appraisal Update podcast is brought to you by Appraiser E-Learning.